All right. Try this. We're going to try it again, huh? Try it again. Yeah, this is a serious topic today. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we always talk about men. We just talk about suicidal thoughts. And I'd like to dedicate this show to my best friend. Um, he committed suicide four years ago. Uh, it's a very deep topic that, you know, I never really talk about. So, on event on things, do a little stuff, you know, something different. So, you was telling me about a co-worker that you didn't, y'all didn't see the signs about her committing suicide and stuff. So, elaborate that, you know, some more about that situation. Yeah, um, it'll be two years on Christmas Eve coming up in December she um, was a happy-go-lucky person every time it like if I just think about her right now all I see is her smiling face because she always was smiling always happy so um, she started having a few health issues and she was going to all these doctors and they were running 50 million tests on her but no one could pinpoint exactly what was wrong with her she was always in pain every test that they ran came out negative so she was just getting discouraged when you're in pain and doctors can't find a reason um no like her her husband didn't have a clue she was feeling this way her daughters didn't have a clue we didn't have a clue and on Christmas Eve almost two years ago her husband walked in and found her dead she shot herself in the head in their home and it was kind of sad because it was right around the holidays she had a daughter that had just gotten married four months ago she had just one daughter had just graduated from college and was planning on getting married in the next six months so um we all had to do grief counseling at work because it was very hard for us um and a lot of us felt guilty because we felt like maybe we should have checked on her more maybe we should have just gone and visit spent more time but the grief counselor you know said like her family didn't even pick up on clues that she was even thinking that i mean you would think her husband or her daughters would have picked up on something but sometimes they don't give you hints at all it just tends to happen right and they unfortunately they don't think about how or grieve about them or not be happy about the decision they made because they're only thinking about themselves in that moment and how they can put it into what they perceive is an issue that's not resolvable um so you know she the grief counselor was telling us it's not anything that we should feel you know guilty about but i will say that there are resources out there for anybody who is contemplating suicide um it'd be better to talk to a professional there is the suicide hotline um you can either call them or you can even text them and these are professionals that can aid someone who is who are having suicidal thoughts um one of the things that is you know if you're in with someone who you who who maybe somebody's telling you that they're thinking about committing suicide which sometimes never doesn't happen often but if that does happen try to seek attention of a professional but then try to stay with that person and then listen to them and try to ask them like why are they feeling 
you know, that way and what is making them feel that way until you can kind of get some professional help, get somebody on the line, whether it's 911 or calling the suicide um, prevention hotline. Now, with your friend, did you see any signs or did it take you for a surprise? It was signs like towards the end. It was similar to, like to your situation. He was like uh-huh. a happy-go-lucky guy. Uh-huh. Um, we've been friends since the first grade. I'm gonna just give you a little backstory. He used to be a he was a school teacher soon as he got out of college. And um, you know, he used to do things at work, drink before work and do things like that. I believe he lost his job. And um, he just lost it. It was like when he lost his job, it just like took his spirits. His mother just his mother was a school teacher also, so it was like I guess he felt like he put his mother down and like towards the end because he died at 37 so I'm like between 35 I don't know what he did I think he drove trucks or something and he couldn't handle that situation because he was just always the center of attention and stuff and he always used to help me out when I used to talk crazy and shit that was you know that, that was the trip thing about me so um yeah got some help he ain't went to like some rehab center and he used to text me three o'clock in the morning and talk about stuff that we used to do and I never understood like why he texting me about shit that happened like 10 years ago he said man we used to do this and do that I didn't understand but I guess he was just reminiscing on things and my something happened to my phone and went out and um he had a, something happened at work And I know when we're close to someone who does that, the common thing for us to feel is like, could we have done something? And we right. tend to sometimes feel guilty and blame ourselves for not catching, you know, those signs and clues. But we also have to remember, like the grief counselor told us, that we should never feel guilty and blame ourselves because um, as even as a loved one, you may not be the right person to try to talk them out of it. Right. Um, also, a lot of times they have it made up in their mind. They've already rejected life. So it would take a very strong professional to kind of like talk them off of that ledge. Right. Because there's nothing that as a loved one, I think that we can say that could try to turn them around once it's in their head. That's why I would definitely you know, try to call 911 or, and I'm going to give the number to the suicide prevention hotline. It is 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. Or you can also message the crisis text line at 741741. 741741 or of course always call um, 911 because the dispatchers are um, professionally trained for things like that but suicide is a very very sensitive subject and it's something that 
you know it takes a lot of us who've experienced with with someone we know or a loved one you know to kind of get over or we never get over it especially when it comes upon the anniversary of when it happened right and as we know holiday times are things when we tend to miss our loved ones the most because they're not there to share those times with us and you said it's been what four years That's yeah four years and like the like two months after my mother died oh wow so 2017 was like the most horrible year right the most horrible year yeah and the last time that um mother really went out was to my best friend's funeral and the spooky thing about it that my best friend mama saw my mother and she passed out like she saw a ghost. I never understood that. It was like a spirit or something. Wow. And my mama felt kind of weird. Like, why she passed out when she saw me? And that was like the craziest shit ever. Wow. Like, you know, that shit was so crazy. Wow. So what you think about people, like when people feel bullied and stuff, how do you think that's a big influence with people like kids getting bullied and committing suicide. I saw the story about the little girl that committed suicide. That is very, very unfortunate and it's very sad. Um, I think the schools need to pay more attention to bullying situations. Teachers need to pay more attention. The administrators need to pay more, atten- more attention. And when they recognize that there's a bullying su- uh, situation, they need to mediate They really do need to mediate because a lot of times these kids come home and their attitudes change. But as parents, we don't know why the attitude is changing. Right. Because they're being threatened. You better not tell your mom. You better not tell your dad. You know, we we, sometimes we notice that there's some type of behavior difference at home, but we don't know why. But the schools need to do better with bullying campaigns. They need to have those bullies accountable and the school needs to be accountable too because that's where it's happening. And I think a lot of teachers and the school administrators are probably thinking about it as, oh, it's just common, you know, schoolyard taunting or whatever. No, but bullying has become so serious with kids committing suicide. It's, It's a problem. It's a real problem. It's not only kids, it's adults. Because with my best friend situation, somebody was picking him at work, so it could be with adults bullying too at work. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I wouldn't care how old you are. It's like bullying could be from all ages and standpoints and stuff. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that. Wow. Okay, that was an important. Yeah, so I had to throw that out. Like the last words that he ever said was, "I had a bad day at work." his last words are the exact bad words wow it was weird to me I be having bad days I be drunk at night I be like damn I hope I'm not you know you already right. know I be with NyQuil and right. be drinking and shit I'm hoping I be like she's like I'm scaring myself sometimes like right. it's some scary shit but it's a topic that needs to be talked about like, it is a topic that needs to be talked about and you know a lot of times we try to isolate ourselves from our problems like some people are emotional eaters when they're upset about something and some people are emotional sleepers i know when i'm when i'm upset about something or i'm in the mood about something i sleep right i turn my phone off and i sleep right um some people drink 
Some people do drugs. Some people shop and spend money. Everybody has a way of coping with something. But we have to try to find healthier ways of coping as well. And having an outlet, somebody to talk to, whether it's a friend, whether it's somebody in your church, somebody who you trust, where you can have a safe space, somebody who's actually going to listen to you, not judge you. Right. And just like allow you to vent and and get out what you need to get out. Because sometimes when we vent, it makes us feel better. And then when we start to talk it out, we'd be like, man, wait a minute. That shit wasn't that bad. (laughs) Like sometimes you talk it out. Or sometimes you just need to get it out and it's not keeping it in because we tend to combust when we keep a lot of things in. So we need to learn, especially in our community, to accept the fact that men have feelings and emotions and men can express themselves without being considered any other type of way. Depression is really, really an issue in our community. Mental why you think, health. Why you think it's looked down like depression? It's like, a taboo. It's it's taboo in the black community. Mental health is so important. Depression is prevalent. We have a, our, our kids, even from the pandemic. You know how many kids have become depressed due to the pandemic and not being able to socialize um, with with their peers. Um, I think for us as a black community, we think. Anything dealing with mental health and depression is like it's beyond us. Right. It's like a white people's a white person's disease. And that's not true. Because anybody can be suffering from depression at any point. Right. Some of us know it and some of us are in denial and some of us may not be aware that that's what it's called, what we're experiencing. But it's not taboo. There I um there's someone. Um, that I know he's a pastor out in Dallas and he's on Twitter spaces and he's you know we are in groups sometimes together and he's part of a group and he tries to encourage black men to talk about their issues and what they're going through Um, there's that actual organization I'd have to look up the name I've participated in some of their things Um, but it's a very it's a support group for black men and letting black men know that it's okay here you are come to us let's talk it out lay lay your burdens here let's talk it out because this is not the end of the world for you you have a support system and they're trying to you know build that up in our black men you know that it's okay we have a lot of us that are are depressed right. and we have anxiety we have so many other issues in mental health and mental awareness is so important so because if your mental is kind of off balance it makes you off balance but we have to stop being afraid to look our issues in um you know full force in the face because we never know if venting to somebody and talking it out to somebody or even seeking professional help if that's what you need to do not only Caucasians go to therapists and psychiatrists yeah that's true yeah black people we just I don't know our culture is just we uh, like to sweep things under the rug right. everything is a secret right 
everything is a secret where we make excuses for everything but we have to do better with our our mental health we have to do better with supporting each other and not judging each other and you're absolutely right bullying is at a high point and even if it's not in person the cyber bullying is also right. prevalent right but it bullying just my heart when i saw that lady um talking about her you know her daughter that is just sad it's just really really sad we think about bullying we think about the kid bullying in school but bullying come from all forms of stuff it's not that that old school bullying with the, the big kid beat up the little kid it's all type of bullying that you wouldn't you know all sorts of bullying yeah you're absolutely right and um i have a friend i consider her like a sister from another mother and that's one of the things that i was telling her she just thought she was being harassed but yeah harassment like your boss is really bullying you she's taking her position at an at a, an advantage and she's really bullying because like she has you strong armed in the corner to whereas it has messed up her self-confidence the woman had her thinking like she could just do nothing right right and i saw how it was messing with her mental and i'm like you need to speak up i can talk to you you can vent to me but that's not changing the, the situation that you're in so she had to find the courage to go and speak to someone higher they actually ended up opening um a grievance against that lady because it was bullying it was harassment and it got to the point where it was taking a toll on her health it was messing with her self-confidence some people are just cruel yeah they are very cruel and evil and cruel and just like these people these little kids or whomever was bullying this little girl how do you sleep at night knowing that you caused that little girl to do something like that the internet is nothing nice look at people like key cow and all that type of stuff like that yeah the internet is not the internet is not anything nice at all nothing nice at all it can make you yeah it can make you but it can also break you yeah it can break you right it break you hard yeah you're seeing relationships being exposed and families being broken up just a lot of hurt and pain coming out of a lot of stuff so you could talk to somebody right now that's you know that's contemplating suicide. What would you tell a person right now if you was a counselor right now? Well, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a professional. Well, just speaking, if you had to speak to somebody, if you just somebody was listening and they just felt like life was over, what would you tell? I would really try to really pick their brain to see what exactly is the problem. What's wrong? What exactly is causing you to feel this way? And I would want to know, like, how long have you been feeling about doing something like this? Like, are you really thinking about going through with this? Have you thought about any other avenues that can make your situation better? Because there's no, once you make that decision to do it, there's no coming back from it. There's no, um, well, you know there are the situations where people try to do it and it's unsuccessful then you might have you're gonna have to live with the ramifications right. of what physical condition you left yourself in and then you can get into the religious thing about um when you pass away where do you go right 
you committed suicide, where do you go? Do you go to heaven? Do you go to hell? Yeah, that's so deep. That's deep right though. There's a lady on um she's on Facebook and Instagram and I don't know if you they're the Baxter boys. Um it's a husband and wife. They have uh I want to say they have three boys. They had four boys. And now they have a newborn daughter, but one of the little boys has some type of disability. Um and that's how they become popular. Well, she had an older son that some people just kind of like never remembered because they only focused on the people that were living in her household but her son Cyrus um, he had um, he had mental health issues he was diagnosed and he was on medication and she would he was like in his early 20s and she would always call him to make sure he took his medicine she said she would even bribe him if you take your meds I'll, I'll cash you I'll you some money just to make sure he would take his meds and try to stay stable. He had a job at Wendy's. She talked to the manager about, you know, his condition and trying to, you know, be patient with him so he could continue to work and, you know, thrive as a young man. But it got to one point where as, I don't know if he stopped taking his medication, but he, um, he had sent his ex-girlfriend a message saying that he was about to kill himself. So why didn't this little girl call 911 call his mom or anything she video calls him he's in the car and he's driving high speed while she's on FaceTime with her and he crashes into a tree yeah why do people like when somebody why you think people don't take it serious when somebody I, I don't and like that's this. the same thing you know and then the girl sends part of the video to his mom on the text message so and then the mom's all frantic calling her back she's not picking up and so she keeps trying to call her son's phone and then eventually uh, um what do you call these people um it's not a marshal it might have been a marshal somebody of that nature answered the phone and she said please tell me my son's not dead and they said all right who are you and then they started talking and then they asked her to come down. And that's when she realized her son, you know, was dead. And she kept on saying, I tried to save him. You know, I tried to. But why didn't that girl call 911 or call her mom? Like, why didn't she take it seriously? I don't know why people do shit like that. That is so frustrating. You, you One phone call could have probably saved his life. That's, that's crazy right and the lady was on live when she was going and she was trying to identify the body but they couldn't let her into the building because of COVID they said it wasn't set up so then they had to come out in the parking lot and show her pictures of her son photos and I still never know if she got to the bottom of you know the girl just questioning the girl because obviously it seems like he was talking to her before he did this right he's saying that for a reason right and especially if you know that he's been diagnosed with a mental condition why not take him seriously even if it was a false alarm I'd rather be safe than sorry 
so when you think when people say that you think people just be playing like oh i want to kill my you think people just don't take people serious just because they just think they just talking that's why you think some people don't take yeah that would, that would scare me i i, I think i would take it serious i i wouldn't take any chances i really wouldn't that would scare me and if i have the ability to try to save someone's life then i'm gonna do it you just have to get mad at me i wasn't serious well i thought you were serious right Yeah, this is the most serious shit we gonna ever talk about. Yeah, maybe he was crying out for help, and that was right. his way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, is this around the time where your friend passed away? No, he passed away. In, I want to in April, but okay. it just scares me because I'm. I'm drinking and drinking night quit. It just scares me because I feel like I'm mentally drained. You know how sometimes you do shit like, damn, I hope I'm not saying I'm like this, but it's just scary. Some shit well, maybe it's not to that point, but maybe it's just that's your way. Maybe it's like a, a, a step of depression. And maybe that's a way of you coping with whatever stresses of the day that you had. Right. So not saying it's that, you know, that involved and not saying that. But the good part is that you're being self-aware and you're questioning yourself. Yeah, that's the most important. That's why I yes. did this podcast. I had to yes. do it. That is the most important part. So maybe if you have a stressful day, what are other alternatives that you can do Besides NyQuil. Workout. Ah! When was the last time you worked out? Because you used to be a workout buff. Haven't done it in a while, huh? I haven't done it in a while. And guess what? It doesn't, when you work out, it kind of relieves some stress. It it does. It does. Take your aggression out on the weights and on whatever else you're doing. So that would be good. Why don't you try that? Maybe starting tomorrow that would be something that you start. Yeah. And if you can't fall asleep, get you some like sleepy time herbal tea or something. Instead of the NyQuil. Instead of the NyQuil. But how do you normally feel when you work out? Do you feel like tired or do you feel energized? I feel energized. I feel like my mind is good. But lately I've been having, I haven't been eating as good. I I haven't gained, I probably gained like a few, like five pounds, but I haven't eaten like healthy shit lately. Like I just, I don't know. I just haven't been myself with my 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 health game. Like so, maybe like, it maybe it is a tad bit of depression now. You know, it is the um, you know, the winter time. The winter right. time is kind of like dark, gloomy months, and it kind of messes with people's emotions and feelings and mental state. They always say you are who you eat sometimes, huh? Yeah, yeah. And that will make, that will definitely um, trigger and make you feel certain type of ways what you put in it. You're right. You are what you eat. So maybe try the working out and try the, the, uh, uh, the sleepy time tea. I'm just seeing the green box with the little bear with the nightcap on. <laughs> the sleepy right. time tea or chamomile tea, something like that. 
and the workout is going to give you some energy but it'll also relax you and um, take all your stress away yeah yeah definitely definitely because you were always working out so maybe start that back up and then give the NyQuil a break yeah, and I was going to say we should do a, a podcast tomorrow night and I was going to tell you bring your alcohol but I'm not going to say that bring your water <laughs> bring your tea <laughs> bring you some orange juice <laughs> oh my I mean try it it's probably going to be a little difficult because your body's probably used to um of having it right and that's probably like a routine you probably go straight to it without even thinking about it sometimes it's the crazy thing about working out. You could work out so hard, then when you stop, it feel like you never worked out before. It's oh like, yeah, so you gonna be hurting, buddy. Get you some um bangay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo. Some cream because you're gonna need it. You're gonna be smelling like an old person going to work. It was to the point I ain't drinking a few months. Now I'm drinking and now I'm like, Lord, what is going on? When did you stop drinking? I had a period when I started drinking about six, seven days. Really? Yeah, really. I needed to know when that was so I could mark that in my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be on this with you. What are we doing? We, you're not drinking or are you just not going to do the NyQuil? Which one are you doing? I'm not doing NyQuil. Why are you not saying NyQuil and drinking? I'm going to drink for occasions. Okay, baby steps, right, babies? Okay, so we're going to stop the night. I'm not going to feel like, oh, I had a fucked up day at work or something. Let me get a drink. Let me go to Brothers get me a drink. Yeah, you know, so that's another thing. Why won't you? Yeah, you might just replace the the NyQuil with the alcohol. And to say, like, Thanksgiving, I'm going out, I might have a little drink just to, you know, ease a my mind. A little drink not a whole bottle a little drink uh, uh, a virgin mary daiquiri some shit i don't fuck you. you will not drink a virgin daiquiri but anyway <laughs> okay so the goal is to to stop the night well yeah as of tomorrow as of tomorrow well the night will go anyway so yeah you're not buying any more night well no more promise pinky swear I put that on. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. I put that on pie. I put that on pie face. Okay, well then that's not. That doesn't hold any weight. (laughs) That doesn't hold any weight. But yes, if you replace the Nyquil with the working out, I think you're gonna feel a hundred percent better, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna be able to sleep better because working out does tend to make. Yeah, it does. It does make you sleep better, though. And then you're going to be summertime fine. Well, it's the wintertime, so we wear jackets, huh? <laughs> but you're getting ready for the summer. Oh, yeah. That way, when you take the jacket off, it's like, bam! Six-pack. <laughs> With an incredible hope or some shit. Right. It'd be like, like six-pack. A fucking yeah, action don't be, figure. Don't be getting too muscul- muscular, though. Oh, please don't. Nah, I ain't know that shit. Mm-mm. Don't be like a little mini Hulk. Nah. Well, the good part is that be the short dudes that be having the big muscles and they be short. You're not short, so that's good. Nah, not at all. I don't know. And red niggas don't really be that buff. <laughs> what, red niggas? Not not like Hulk Hogan kind of, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know the, the, the nasty muscles when you just have too much oh yeah all in your neck your nose yeah, yeah. That yes. shit is nasty. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm glad we had the discussion. Yes, and I want to give that number again. So, if anyone is contemplating or having suicidal thoughts, um, you can always call 911 or the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. Or if you prefer prefer to text them you can text them at 741-741 this was a great topic thank you so much for bringing it up and um i'm gonna be your accountability partner and make sure you get off that night quill all right appreciate it thanks <laughs> all thanks right for that. thanks for this much needed episode thank you have a great evening all right you too mm-hmm. the Red Alpha Rush Show. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope everybody have a good time with their family, eat some good food, watch some football games. But today's topic is that... Oh, man. What's today's topic going to be? If you look good, you don't have to brag about how good you look at all. People that brag a lot how they look, that shit is very annoying. Man, look, you look good. You ain't even got to do too much. You can look at yourself every fucking day in the mirror. Stop trying to make it seem like, oh, you so superior to a person. You look good. Come on, now. They got somebody that look better than your ass at the end of the day. So, people, if you know you look good, keep it to yourself. Keep it gangster. Because good-looking people don't even have to brag about shit. They really don't. It's very annoying. As I'm, it's very annoying, and for women to brag too, and men to brag, that shit is very that's that is so annoying to be bragging. Like if you look good, you look good, cause the most important thing you look good to yourself. You don't need no reinsurance from from other sexes or how good you look, cause they might have a motive of telling you shit. Especially men tell women they might, um, you know, a lot of these men. They be hollering at every fucking woman they see and tell women to all the same things. And they'll tell women that look fucking probably you think 10 times worse than you how sexy she is. So stop bragging about looks. This shit is very annoying. Annoying. Good looking people do not brag. They do not have to, you know what I'm saying? You know, the best thing is to just keep it quite quiet and safe. And for women, y'all need to watch out for these men. Y'all be fucking. Y'all need to watch out. Women, a lot of these niggas will fuck anything that got a hole in their asshole. And y'all just smiling because the nigga giving you a little confidence. Look, you make sure you got confidence within yourself. Good-looking people do not brag. And happy Thanksgiving.